name's Lemon, and welcome to the Suicide Banquet. I should probably explain. To celebrate the fact that we've been doing this idiotic show for ten years, a listener by the name of Neil sent a document full of individualized recipes, each allegedly crafted to the tastes and predilections of some of our regular readers. My life partner Boots, being a trusting sort, thought it would be a good idea for us to parcel these recipes out to a number of our ridiculists to cook and experience on air. Of course, that wasn't a good idea, but you probably guessed that. What you're getting instead is about a dozen segments of our ridiculous sharing their experiences with the recipes assigned to them. We handle this event with three separate recording sessions, and we'll start off here with Adam Bozarth. Adam and Achilles Healy's got together in someone's apartment in order to share their meals with each other, and Adam begins with a hot salad made with lettuce and endive. A Sicilian grandmother taught me to make roasted lettuces this way. I like it for a change from serving cold salad. Oh my god. <laughs> it is healthy and delicious. Most people like it served with crunchy bread. This also works very well with omelets in the morning or for brunch. Leftovers can easily be reheated in the microwave. And that is, uh, and that's what we've done with ours, cause mine's have sat out. Uh, <laughs> here are the ingredients. Two heads radicchio halved lengthwise. Two heads Belgian endive halved lengthwise. One head chicory. Curly endive. Halved lengthwise. A head of romaine lettuce halved lengthwise. Three tablespoons of olive oil. Divided. So you don't use them all at once. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Three-fourths cup pitted Greek olives. A f- half a cup of capers. <laughs> a half a cup of capers. A tablespoon of dried oregano. Uh, one and a half teaspoons ground thyme, a teaspoon salt, a teaspoon ground black pepper, a teaspoon ground chile pepper, uh, optional, and two tablespoon two tablespoons of grated Romano cheese, which is optional. See, I feel like this isn't quite in the spirit of an F plus recipe because there's a lot of seasoning, and I don't want <laughs> and not a lot of ranch dressing. Two kinds of pepper. Um, preheat your oven to three seventy five. Line your baking dish with parchment. Place radicchio, Belgian endive, chicory, and romaine lettuce halves on a single layer on a baking sheet. Now, I thought it was going to be like a turducken of lettuces. Right. But no, it's just you lay them all out. You let those flavors simmer together. (laughs) No, not in this case. So you drizzle two tablespoons of the olive oil on top. You combine olives, capers, in a small bowl. Mix in oregano, thyme, salt, black pepper, and the chile pepper. Uh, in a small bowl and mix to make the spice mixture. Okay. So then you stuff the inner le- leaves with olives and capers. Oh. Oh, it's mine's coming fresh out of the oven. <laughs> so while he's getting uh, his dish out of the oven, I'm going to finish uh, reading my recipe. <laughs> so you stuff the inner uh, leaves with olives and capers, and then you m- take the spice mixture and mix it in with your uh, fingers. So you take uh, this mixture of lettuce, capers, and pepper and salt uh, and smash it into the halves of the lettuce, all the lettuces, plural, just with your fingers. Um, 
<laughs> then you wrap the halves together with kitchen strength to prevent the stuffing from falling out. Drizzle the remaining tablespoon of olive oil on the top, and then bake in a preheated oven until crispy and it's beginning to wilt, which is about 10 to 15 minutes. Ugh. Cut off the chickens, the cut off the kitchen string, sorry, and then sprinkle Romano cheese on top before serving. So, a uh, couple of differences between my dish and the uh, recipe. Did you get your fingers all the way inside of this dish? That is something I did do. Oh, okay. I did wash my hands, but, um, and go ahead and grab yours. Oh, sure, yeah. So, I provide crunchy breads. So, one one difference I made is I did not prepare all of the lettuces. I only used Belgian endive. Uh, I couldn't get my hands on some oregano, um, and I reheated it in the microwave. So this looks like one of the pods from the Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. Cheers. <sighs> Clink. And I used Parmesan cheese. Oh, no. 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 I'm no. Go, I'm going back for a second bite. Not even, not even, no. I can't even put it in my mouth. I'm sorry. No, I can't, actually. I really can't. I really... I didn't make that noise for comedy effect. No. He's in real pain. I'm not in... I, I um, I'm shaken up is what I am. Yeah. Uh, God, I'm going to try to take a bite of the other one. Wait, are they different? No. This okay. is just the other half. I'm just going to make a, a good attempt... No. Oh, no. Oh, no. 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 It's. <laughs> I can't. It, it's capers and pepper. Those are the main flavors I'm getting. Right. What are you getting? Um, I'm just getting the unpleasant toothiness mm. of of a roasted endive. A, a whole, a half roasted endive. It, I can't, I... Which is a flavor we know all of our audience is familiar uh, with. Um, it's it's like eating the ass end of a Brussels sprout. It's just not, it's not inviting me at all to, if I did that, I'm, if I, I, I'm literally trying to do my best to eat this. <laughs> You know, I think that's, I think the real problem is we didn't put all the other, uh, lettuces in. You know, yeah, it's, it's a really. I think if this were romaine. I still don't like that. Oh no, it's wet. It's very wet. Um, and, um, I think I'm done with it. Yeah. It's a shame because the bread, the bread was provided by my friend Tess. Bread's good. It's very delicious. Crunchy breads. I'm really upset. I think it's a shame because I've also been looking for a way to stop eating all these cold leaves. I've just, I just been finding a way to have hot leaves and it turns out this isn't how you do it. It's just bitter with salty capers. And just... It just... It's like eating... It's like taking the pepper... The pepper mill from a pizza hut and just eating that. That's what it kind of is giving me. 
Next up, it's Achilles Healy's turn to give back to Adam. Healy's has baked a recipe from My Judy the Foodie, which is uh, just... It's just... It's just... It's... God, it's just... Well, you'll see. I've realized that since I've been on my comfort food kick these past two weeks, I've never saved more money at the grocery store. Partly because all I've been cooking are mom's casseroles, which are extremely economical. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite way to rate food. Mother. Mother. Between the rice or noodles, the veggies and canned soup, each casserole I've cooked has cost me under $15 in ingredients, except for the seafood casserole. Takes less than one hour of prep time, and it can feed at least six people in one sitting. Now what could be better? Cheap, hearty, tasty, and easy to make, I came across one casserole recipe that piqued my curiosity. <laughs> Wrong Pete. I've never had a higher level of curiosity. Um, mom's noodle and coffee casserole. Oh, no. And because I hate my family, <laughs> here we go. It calls for two cups of brewed rich coffee to be mixed in with the noodles and onion soup mix. Two cups. Two cups? <laughs> uh... It sounded quite bizarre, and with everything about my cooking journeys with through, through mom's archives, I question whether an ingredient or co- <laughs> ingredient parentheses s because how could you know got lost in translation during the conversion of a recipe from her faded handwriting. Coffee with soup and noodles <laughs> in this economy. I had to give it a try, even though no one in my household drinks or appreciates the bold flavor of coffee. <laughs> I knew with this recipe... (laughs) Nobody in my house likes it, so let's put it in the... Oh, yuck! I knew this recipe, I was going out on a ledge! (laughs) There was no way I was going to divulge any of the ingredients to my children. Beyond, of course, the noodles and butter. What? Don't... Why would you give your kids coffee for dinner? My Judy foodie. Because I hate the little shits. (laughs) Usually, mom's recipes are very vague and missing ingredients and quantities. (laughs) It's got the stuff in it that you like. What's the thing that you like? The thing you like? Butter. Um, uh, As witnessed with the seafood casserole. Oh, no. However, in this recipe, mom made a point to indicate a specific type of noodle. Kluski noodles to be used. I therefore assumed it was extremely important to locate the exact noodle type. I had never heard of Kluski and quickly searched the internet for answers. Kluski is a generic Polish name for all kinds of dumplings without a filling. (laughs) However, at times, the word also refers to all varieties of noodles as well. Traditional Kluski noodles... So it wasn't specific at all. (laughs) No, I mean, mom was on a bender, clearly, when she made this, so... Traditional Kluski noodles are similar in shape and taste to dumplings made of chunks of boiled dough. How after, however, after three different people at Whole Foods claimed they had no idea to which <laughs> I was referring, I figured I'd settle for traditional egg noodles. Well, three people at one store. I, That's enough research. Yeah, I went, went to YouTube, I went to Whole Foods, and I... <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. So... I figured I'd settle for traditional egg noodles, secretly hoping that mom used the moniker to refer to definition number two, wide variety of noodles, not potato dumplings. So, um, 
So, what did did you get Kluski noodles, or did you just get regular number two wide variety of noodles? I got number two wide variety of noodles. Okay. I got egg noodles. So okay. I did not find Kluski noodles because I don't think they exist. <laughs> um, I have to admit, it was fun to pour in the two cups of hot coffee to make sure the ingredients. Wee! <laughs> Watch out! I felt like a kid in a science class working on an experimental substance. <laughs> she, she's not wrong, really. Oh, this poor lady's got to get out more or, yeah. or have more coffee. I think those conversations with those Whole Foods employees was pretty long. Oh, my God. I was very tempted to pour in some hand soap, what? too. What? <laughs> but refrained. <laughs> she takes the edge off the coffee. So, so. did you put hand soap in I did our, not put okay. any hand soap in ours. Okay. No. Uh, the recipe includes French onion, fried onion rings as optional topping. I mm. knew I'd eat all the help I could get to win my <laughs> kids over with this dish. My shitty, shitty kids. <laughs> <laughs> or else I'm going to lose their funding. <laughs> I needed to disguise the coffee and spinach in the casserole, so of of course I opted to generously layer them on top. And now there's a horrifying photo. There's a photo of it that you can see. Pre-oven. Oh, that's pre-oven? That's pre-oven. Oh, yuck. To my surprise, the final casserole was amazing. The coffee makes a dish taste smoky. Almost as if it was baked, in quotes, over top a wood-burning stove. No. I'm glad I cut the amount of chopped spinach down from two boxes to one, because I wouldn't want too many fucking vegetables. No, yeah. The veggies weren't overpowering, but rather a nice complement to the noodles and coffee and butter. I also took a mushroom break since the past two casseroles. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. It sounds like you took a mushroom break. Yeah. Took a, yeah. Since the past two casseroles I made this week contain mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's too similar to vegetables. Yeah. So. You wouldn't want to have too many mushrooms. All in all, a yummy casserole with an interesting twist. But beware. I didn't factor in the side effects of the caffeinated coffee. <laughs> I didn't think about what I was feeding my children. My kids were bouncing off the walls well until after 10.30 p.m. Oh on a school god. night. Oh my god. I suggest using decaf coffee or serve it on a week on the weekend. It's a, it's a definite weekend casserole. So, um, yeah, <laughs> we're enjoying this nice weekend casserole. I, I did add the uh, mushrooms. Okay. Um... So I went off, well, I went on script, and she went off script, so. Right, right. Um, I don't know if I need, uh, let me, real quickly, I'll give you the recipe for this. Oh, um, yeah, the recipe. The so recipe. The ingredients. So, one 10-ounce package of noodles, <laughs> Kluski noodles, I use regular egg noodles, two sticks of butter, I used one and a half, she says, uh-huh. three-quarter pound fresh sliced mushrooms, two packages of frozen chopped spinach, I only used one box. Two packages Lipton's dry onion soup mix, one box. Two cups of rich brewed coffee, maybe use decaf. And one can of French fried onion rings. And so basically you cook the noodles, you saute the mushrooms, and then you put all the other shit in and you throw it in a dish. And then you throw some French fried onion rings on top and you bake it. Yeah, in the middle of the baking. In the middle of the baking. And um, I kind of mostly stalling because I don't want to put this in my mouth. But here we go. I gotta get a mushroom. Yeah, I gotta get a mushroom. I gotta get all the ingredients. Spinach. 
Hmm. You know what? I mean, here's the thing. I can't taste the coffee. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm missing that smoky flavor. So hold on. I'm going to come right back. Okay. Here. Oh, he's going to go get us more, I think. Hmm. So Achilles is improving the dish by pouring some of the uh, liquid from the pan into our dishes, getting some of the getting some of the hot hot stuff. Okay. See if round two has more of that <laughs> good good coffee flavor we all want in our casserole. I mean, honestly, all I can taste is the onion mix. Oh, Adam doesn't seem to think it's so good. Mm-mm. No, I um. Exactly. Is it the strong flavor of onion? <laughs> it's the onion mix. It's yeah. totally the onion soup mix. Yeah, it's all you can taste. So, so yeah, it's like it's like a, it's like just onion salt. It's just liquid onion salt, and I can't. I would love to taste coffee. The butter comes through pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Adam's turning red. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it either. Um, <laughs> it's nice that you can, you know, completely cover up the flavor of coffee that you're making your, your fucking... <laughs> so you can fuck up your kid's education, but they don't have to know why it happened. I stayed up till 10.30. Yeah. Ugh. I think that's um, that's it. Yeah. I can't have any more. No. This now brings us to our second recording session, which begins with our own sonorously voiced John Toast. Joined in this recording by Portax, Jack Chick, Nutshell Gulag, Kumquatsop, and myself, John Toast was presented with three different methodologies of cooking French toast, all of which were innovative and exploratory, and all of which were sourced from WikiHow. Presented with these three options, John Toast chose to eschew both the revoltingly sweet French Toast Martini, made with Baileys and two kinds of schnapps, and also the potentially unsafe overnight French Toast, and opt instead for a vegan French Toast recipe made with tofu. I should mention before he begins that a number of photos from these recordings were shared and are available on thefpl.us, your home for not only merch, but also photos of indiscernible brown slime. Now, if everybody wants to follow along, I'll go over the, um, I'll go over the uh, recipe for it here real quick. So uh, the ingredients are four slices of whole wheat bread, uh, half a pound of soft tofu, a uh, fourth of a cup of soy milk or rice milk. I went with soy milk. Uh, one teaspoon vanilla extract, one teaspoon cinnamon, uh, a fourth of a cup of water, and one tablespoon soy margarine. There's uh, no now sugar for... in this. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, that's going to taste awful. Well, um, you know, little little spoiler for the near future here, but uh, I'll get to that. <laughs> Um, so, so the, um, so I did do some, I did do some substitutions. I did, uh, white bread instead of whole wheat because I had it on hand. And I did a regular margarine instead of soy margarine, 
Uh, because in the document, um, I, I do like how I put this. Um, I use regular margin for soy margarine because A, I already had it, and B, fuck you if I think I'm hunting down soy margarine for this abomination. <laughs> go to your local co-op, and my mom used to make French toast with fucking whole wheat bread, and it was nasty. Yeah. <laughs> nasty. And, and like a pound of soy margarine only cost you like sixteen fifty. so yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> mm, well, I really missed out. That was sounds like a deal. Um, okay, so the... Um, so the basic process of this, I won't read it um, step by step. Uh, okay. Let me get back to here. But basically, you uh, take all the ingredients except the bread and the margarine. You uh, blend them up uh, until it's liquefied. You take the bread, you dip it in that slurry, um, and then um, you uh, heat up the margarine over medium high heat, and uh, then yeah, you so uh, the then you cook. So, so that's the general process. You dip it, you basically, as if it were like the egg and milk, you dip the bread in that, and then you cook that, and that's French toast. So uh, in the doc, everybody else, if you want to follow along, I uh, took a picture journey of that. So mm-hmm. first picture uh, is the slurry that I made. No. Um, I don't like and, this. And um, the next it's... picture for everybody, um, and and I'm, I'm, I will check, but we can maybe <laughs> this make this. looks like a wrong future. milkshake. <laughs> Pretty like... much. Yeah. This looks like Soylent in a solid. Oh, no, it reminds me of the, of the vagina bread from that previous episode. <laughs> oh, I haven't listened to that one. I have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but so um, so the next picture is the bread in the um, in the mixture. No, in the stop, no. What sound did it make? <laughs> um, it plop. It kind of plopped. It kind of splorped. If you listen very uh, closely, you can hear the scream of the bread. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little yeah, mouth like, quarter. It's like, dude, I'm a piece. Yeah, it was like, it was like, man, I'm a piece of white bread from like a one dollar <laughs> loaf of bread, and even I don't deserve this. I'm like, I know, I'm sorry, I'm doing it for the internet. Um, so, uh, so next is the uh, first piece of toast uh, cooking in the pan. Now, what's interesting is that, um, so I say here in the doc, I haven't actually made real French toast like myself before, so I didn't well, know, but. Yeah, no, this is the real. <laughs> yeah, that's the now, change. Now, now that you've tasted perfection, how are you possibly going to stick? I know, right? Well, uh, actually, I have not tasted it yet. We'll get to that. Oh, um, oh so, good. Um, be cold too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be great. Uh, it's, it's still a little warm, still a little warm, but we'll get okay. to that. Um, so, uh, it basically while it was cooking, it just became kind of mushy. Like it says to brown it, but it kind of browned in pieces. Like on there, <laughs> you can kind of see it in the picture, and it just the bread just kind of became. Like, kind of soggy and mushy and just kind of did that. So I was thinking, okay, maybe I soaked it too long. So uh, the next piece of bread I just kind of dipped and did it, and it turned out about the same. Um, So at the end of here, you can see the piece of margarine actually dropped in the slurry. And um, the (laughs) French toast. Which, which, and here's the reveal, which I have in front of me. Oh, no. You can do it. Eat dramatic, it, dramatic it, reveal. Let's You're see if you can. Cold leftover tofu toast. Mmm, mm, smells oh. great. Oh, it's no. still, it's still actually, it's still actually a little warm, just a tiny bit warm. Okay. I mean, you um, have cinnamon and vanilla; those are two good flavors, right? So, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> apologies. Um, we can see about eating that, but I have the plate right in front of me. So, apologies if it picks up on the mic, but um, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, okay, so uh, so I did get myself, you know, for a little um, relief, just because they say serve it with French, uh, fresh fruit, I have a little bit of strawberry jam here, uh, but I'm going oh, to do no. the first bite here. <laughs> uh, let's see, cutting it off. Oh, it actually, uh, I thought it would be kind of tough, but it cutting it off. Um, so, 
I've got a good amount on my fork here of two slices. A good little, good little <laughs> bit. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, leaning in, eyes wide open. Come on. Come all right. On. What's here? We got. Can you know? All right. The, all right. Here we the, here we go. Nose here we go. Toast. What's the bouquet? <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that sure does taste like Ugh. bread and tofu. <laughs> oh God! Oh, it's not—it's not sweet at all. God, you're right. Oh, no shit! There's no sugar in the fucking recipe. Oh Jesus Christ! It actually smelled okay when I was cooking it, but God damn! Dude. You have like a bucket or something you can hork into her. Right? No, it's not. It's just. It's actually, once I got over the initial shock, it's just more bland than anything. It just tastes like wet bread. Yeah. Mm. Let, let's Solid see. Okay, bro. okay. I think, I think it'll be better okay, than maybe... bite. Do another bite there. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I will... I will. Syrup. So I, I do have this jam. Let me let me get a little jam in there. Since <laughs> I did the, since I did the yeah. first... Uh, oh. uh, I did the first one here. Yep. Okay, so we got, a little, that... we got a little jam on the fork. Here we Is go. Is that jam good? Welcome, welcome to the jam. Well, all I can taste is the jam, so that's a big improvement. <laughs> mm. All right. Fair. Well, so so now so now that you've experienced it, uh, what uh, what sort of uh, steps mm. would you take, if any, if any, to improve on the flavor? Oh, oh well, Lemon, you're getting ahead of me because there's one final thing. So in the uh, picture, you see, I kind of uh, so when I was cooking it, mm-hmm. like part of the. Um, the egg batter, quote unquote, um, it just kind of stuck to the pan. It just be, kind of became this crust. So I have some of that crust I scraped off uh, in my hand right now. Why? So here we go. Oh no! Oh no! It's just gonna taste. Wow, like that tastes burnt. So Good God! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. why though? Oh God! Oh God! Come on, Toast. Oh, God, to that was worse than I thought. You deglaze the pan with white wine and then uh, add well, some Well, it actually had... Oh, that yeah, actually yeah, had yeah. flavor. That actually had flavor, but it was not the flavor I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> you, you Jesus Christ. With white wine, you set that on fire, and then you toss the whole thing out the window. I believe the technical term for what you just ate was kitchen waste. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody so, was talking uh, about toaster leavings earlier. <laughs> so, Lemon, I think you were asking me something. <laughs> <laughs> just, just if there was any way, if there was any way to improve on the flavor of this recipe. Uh, I think it would have to have flavor first. Good, yeah. Like, it didn't even... Teaspoons of vanilla extract? Is that what you think would really... Yeah, no, and a lot more cinnamon, because, like, it really totally... It it didn't taste like cinnamon to make my whole kitchen smell like cinnamon for the whole night when I cooked it yesterday (laughs) at all. It's possible that the the not using the soy margarine was the real problem. (laughs) You know what? That was it. And I didn't even use wheat bread. All right, so, um, yeah, yeah, I should totally make it again with the right ingredients, and I bet it will taste great. Yep, yep, yep. All right! Nice. (sighs) Jesus fucking Christ. From that same recording, up next is Portex, presenting her recipe for mashed potato ghosts. Before John Toast's segment, I told you to go to thefbl.us to see photos. And while you might have ignored that instruction the first time around, you should probably do it this time. Because there's a twist that happens in the middle of this that sort of needs a visual medium. And in fact, I've actually recut this recording into a YouTube video titled... Portax cooks, animates, and eats a mashed potato ghost. So, if you're interested, here's what I'd recommend for you. 
go to this episode's page on the website, which is thefpl.us slash episode slash 313. Go there, watch the YouTube video I put up there, and then skip this episode to... 38 minutes and 40 seconds. For Frank West's segment, which comes up next. No? All right, then. Here's Portex. So, uh, this, uh, this recipe was selected for me because it was, uh, called, uh, mashed potatoes with dot eyes, is how it was labeled. Oh, cute. <laughs> so, right, right, it's pretty right. cute. Um, right. this is mashed potato ghosts. Um, <laughs> the, uh, recipe itself says, seriously cute mashed potato ghosts are the perfect addition to any Halloween dinner party. And, um, it's yep. Potatoes or something like that. Yeah, so... Uh, they have uh, you know, all the all the ingredients stuff like that. But so the what's, uh, what's the uh, what's the website that you took this? Uh, uh where what was up? Uh, easy peasy meals. <laughs> How many Z's are in easy peasy? <laughs> Way too many. That was my question. <laughs> more more than it should be allowed for website. A spooky amount. A spooky. A spooky. Amount. spooky. <laughs> Uh, so, um, the instructions that they have here is, uh, put potatoes in a saucepan, uh, add, add half a teaspoon salt, uh, add water until potatoes are covered, uh, bring to a boil, uh, reduce heat and then simmer, covered for 15 to 20 minutes or until done, uh, then you melt the butter and stir in the cream, uh, you drain water from potatoes, reserving some, I guess some water, or perhaps some potatoes. Uh, then you put hot potatoes into a bowl, add cream of melted butter, and then one tablespoon of a uh, reserved liquid. Uh, use and then use a mashed potato masher to mash the taters until well mashed. Mash, mash, mash. Uh, use a spoon to continue stirring and mashing, adding more liquid until you get the desired consistency. Uh, then you add salt and pepper to taste. Uh, then you stir in Parmesan cheese and one already beaten egg. Um, now, okay. all that stuff, just disregard all that, because it says, uh, you can actually just, uh, get instant potatoes, <laughs> and just skip to skip step 12, so. <laughs> and I'm a busy person, alright? <laughs> I have been painting and animating nonstop for the past month. So I don't be on Look, gamer mode. I got time. I don't care what it actually takes. Right. Yeah. Potato yeah. ghost, any percent, is go. So, uh, at step 12, you stir in the Parmesan cheese and one already beaten egg. Uh, then you put the potato, or sorry, you put the p- potatoes in a piping bag or Ziploc with the corner cut off, and then pipe your ghosts into a lined baking sheet, and you put black peppercorns into the eyes, uh, and then uh, 375 degrees uh, in the oven for 15 to 20 minutes. So, um, so again, I'm way too uh, way too busy for all that. So I figured, well, the potatoes are instant. Why don't we just make everything instant, right? So I have the okay. instant. Instant potatoes for the tater ghost, and uh, so, uh, but since it's supposed to be a ghost ghost tato, uh-huh. a uh, potato geist, a palm de terror, uh, <laughs> oh, no. then you got to start off with like a model sheet, right? So there's my model sheet. Yeah. I have drawn yeah. a a happy yeah. ghost, and those are my Gendy Tartovsky's potato ghost. Yeah, my potato <laughs> ghost is right there. Um. So as you see, I have my instant tater uh, dust into the bowl. Uh, like I had an egg, so like egg just fucking goes into the bowl. Um, 
And, um, <laughs> the Parmesan, uh, I had some Parmesan, but I also figured to add in, to give it some extra spice, to also stir in some Parmesan from an unrelated, uh, instant noodle pack. Just to- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> so, all that gets kind of, sort of shoved together into this mush, um, Good. So, oh, it looks like scrambled eggs. Right. So it needs to <laughs> yeah, all good taters look like your scrambled eggs. Yeah. Um so uh I felt like that at that point I didn't really need the oven, it's all instant, so I just kinda shoved that shit into the microwave. Um because <laughs> it's instant. Obviously. Uh obviously. And um <laughs> I think, I think I think you just got like the potato ghost game genie. <laughs> I did. I told you I don't got time for any of this shit. So, um, so when they took it out, I like there wasn't. I I didn't look at any pictures of what it was supposed to look like. So I I pulled it out and uh, I put uh, Ziploc bags on both of my hands to mold it into a ghost shape. <laughs> Um, oh, at least in the original recipe. So, Bach, that was kind of the ghost shape I ended up with. Um, but, but, look, it's beautiful. Look, the thing is, though, is I was, you know, like when you're doing art, art is subjective, right? And normally, as you as you all know, I like to put like bright colors onto my art, right? And sure. so I was like, well, we need some colors, but like, again, I don't have a lot of time. Is there anything in the fridge that gives me a lot of colors? Well, I saw in the fridge, I already had a, uh, a TV dinner, uh, butternut squash, uh, meal that had, uh, different vegetables and, and, and some and pea pods okay. and stuff like okay. that. So I figured mm-hmm. we're just gonna throw that shit on top of Tater Ghost and give it some color. <laughs> So, you see, he even has a little tongue in there, and he's got peas for the dot eyes. Yeah. That is definitely the um, Yeah, he's got little arms and stuff like that. Um, I just I just want everybody to know Potato Ghost is my friend, no one else's. <laughs> uh, so, um, I realized, okay, so this kind of... I was like, okay, now, now, I've, I've molded this thing like clay, right? I've molded Tater Ghost like clay. We have this lump. He's got, he's got the fangs. He's got a, the little pepper tongue. He's got the peas for the dot eyes. He's got, he got the, the peapod arms and he's got like, uh, you know, little peppers for like the, the stripes and the markings and stuff. It looks, I was thinking, now you know what? This looks kind of like a stop motion character. Right? Oh my god. And, okay. and I haven't done stop motion in years. <laughs> so I present to thee my finest creation. Oh, oh, oh I'm so excited. Yeah, that gift's loading. That gift's loading. Yes. Great. Oh, I am I am anticipating. Here come Tater Ghost. Here come Tater Ghost. <laughs> Eats bread. Oh, no. oh, there's a whole other story arc. <laughs> he turns into an ant lion, a bird, and then he ascends after his, he's crushed by a spoon. 
So I did this by I had my um oh my God, I had my phone awesome. um masking taped to a box uh in front of the thing and I had one hand uh in the Ziploc bag mushing the tater ghost around and I had the other hand st- like turning the bowl um not touching mm-hmm. it but I did reserve some of tater ghost to actually consume so I do have some oh. of it here. So well, we're gonna see what. Rather secondary at this point. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Look, I spent more time trying to get that gift to export than making it fucking. Oh. All right, so well Tanner Ghost really likes that chicken. He's... He does. Actually, um... oh my God. I mean, <laughs> fucking just tastes like fucking potatoes with an egg in it. Doesn't really taste. That makes sense. So. Dark Souls Tater Ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. So your, ver- Look, your verdict was... Just... <laughs> yeah, verdict is tastes like fucking potatoes with, like, a bunch of instant <laughs> shit put into it. I feel like, I mean, if you're, cause you're, if you're taking, like, potato powder and then putting an egg in it and putting that in the microwave, you're making something close to kindergarten paste, right? Right, yeah, that's, that's exactly what it felt like <laughs> when I was mushing it around. Do you see how? Look, that held together way better than it. Sh- you should not be able to animate a tater well, ghost. Thing, right? If you would have actually used potatoes, it would have been a problem. <laughs> right? That would have made it less good. This is you art. Like non. You made like the non-cake version of fondant, like basically. <laughs> savory fondant. Aww. Yeah, savory. There you go. That's better. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a, it'll be an entire uh, Netflix series. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you. That's what you used to put the final layer on your meatloaf cake. Yeah, see. Meatloaf <laughs> cake with rolled savory fondant. See, it's... I cannot get enough of this gift. <laughs> I know. It's it's really Look, you guys can keep cracker. I love it so. I much. I want to say I took the time to make his eyes blink whenever he's moving around. I'm just saying. Oh my god! I didn't even notice. I replaced the peas with smushed peas, so he blinks his eyes. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you're right. Wow. Totally didn't notice that at all. It's the little touches. True, true craft like, person. Now we're hearing, like, the Blu-ray extra behind the scenes. <laughs> all right, well, thank you, Portis. No problem. Thank you. Jesus. That's, oh. that's, thanks for it's letting us Halloween know. It's Let's, thanks yeah. for letting us know how to make potato ghosts. <laughs> yeah, that's how you make potato ghosts. <laughs> and you got a and you got a delicious meal out of it. Yeah, uh, yeah delicious. Mm, it's just starch all the way down. <laughs> Up next is Frank West's segment, and at the risk of telegraphing a joke, hey, do you know those quick cuts they do all the time on popular YouTube channels? It turns out Audacity, which is the program I use to edit these episodes, has a setting that will automatically remove any millisecond of silence from a recording. Anyway, that's just something I thought I'd mention before Frank West brings you an Instructables recipe for gamer sandwiches. Uh, hey guys, what's up, what's up, what's up, it's your boy Frank West coming at you with another Hot Game Minute. <laughs> this time I got something for you called a recipe, which is apparently a lot like food, only instead of coming in a box, you gotta assemble it yourself. Crazy. Let's take a look at these gamer sandwiches. These are a true gamer's snack. I think you're a little bit too low energy for YouTube there, Frank West. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we're gonna cut... Once this goes up on YouTube, you're going to cut out all of the spaces in between my words. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just quick cuts. 
you haven't told me to smash any bells yet, and I'm very confused. <laughs> I just assume you're smashing those bells all day, baby. This is my channel. I don't even got to do that level of promotion anymore. We're going to sponsorship deal. So what's in the what's in your sandwich there? You did eight slices of bread. Some cap capsicum, I think you pronounce it that way. Uh, you need a half of a, a half of a large bell pepper should be enough. You may go for multiple colors if you like. Some mushroom, a few olives, some mozzarella cheese, or like any cheese, it doesn't really matter. Cheese is all the same, man. Some sweet corn, some oil, some salt, and any other seasoning, and a pan, and an oven pre-fuck pre, me, preheated to 150 <laughs> degrees centigrade. If I could go through uh, the units of measurement um, yes. in, your, in your recipe, it's eight slices, some, some, a few, <laughs> an indeterminate <laughs> amount, some, some, <laughs> an indeterminate amount, one, and one. Yes. Okay. And, and 150 degrees. That is a unit of measurement. And double that quantity. And then, well, here's the thing, though. Double the quantity of your two players. So instead of some, do two of some. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, instead of 150 degrees centigrade, make it 300 degrees yeah, centigrade. No, no. <laughs> instead, of, instead of one cheese, do two cheese. <laughs> any two cheese. So for your first step two, slice and dice. You slice up all the stuff. Nice step. Step three. Literally the rest it's, Literally, I'm barely paraphrasing. <laughs> Drizzle and sizzle. You heat some oil in a wide pan at a medium heat. You add the diced mushroom. Add the veggies. Fuck me. Add the veggies and saute it. I just can't get words out today. It's very hard. I'm not I'm not high. This is not me. I'm not high energy. <laughs> it's very hard to be this. Come, come can help you. Come you need food. <laughs> you, need to upgrade, you need to upgrade your blood sugar. Go, eat food. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, hold on. You're right. I gotta get the kumquat. Uh, 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 uh. Add the veggies and saute it for five minutes until the veggies soften slightly. Toss in the olives and sweet corn and let it cook for a minute or two more. Reduce the heat to low. Shred the mozzarella or any other cheese you like and add it to the mix while it is still hot. Add salt and any other seasoning to taste and keep the mixture warm at low heat and proceed to the next step. Now... But step four, time to carve. Carve the slice of the bread into the shape sewn. So we're using the shapes on the PlayStation controller. Um, I know you all know what those look like. Make sure mom lets you use a knife for this step. But uh, so I, for a triangle, you have to cut twice along a diagonal to make it look like a triangle. First, thanks, buddy. So for a square, you got to use just a whole slice because it's already square. <laughs> How bread becomes square. If you want to use a circle, for the circle you've got to use a can or a bottle or a cookie cutter to get the shape right, because you ain't going to freehand that shit, let's be real. Your hands are arthritic pieces of shit after all the gaming you've been doing. It goes with my empty monster cans, just boop. <laughs> <laughs> you can also use a Pringles can, pro tip. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be better. And for an X, you got to cut four small triangles out at the center of each edge of the slice. And then for the top pieces, you do the same thing I just said, but again. Step five, stack them. Put some cheeses shown, just sort of around the bread. Uh, this is just to make the top slick to the bottom when the cheese melts. Right, that's the only reason why you put cheese on a sandwich. Yeah. It's just yeah. for architectural reasons. Yeah, that's load-bearing cheese. <laughs> Step five. Uh, sorry. Uh, fill the holes, fill the hollows with a veggie mix, and then place the sandwiches on a baking tray. Step six. Fire in the holes. Game okay, humor for you guys. <laughs> uh, gently toast the sandwiches in the oven for about a minute, and don't burn it. Step seven. Game on. Plate up and game on. Hell yeah! I don't need you to cook for me, mom. I can make my own food now. So, I'm, I understand why the why the sandwiches need to be cut into those shapes. Uh, why do they need yeah. to be terrible? 
Because they're pizza they're, flavored. They're called... Like, why not? I mean, why not even just, like, pepperoni on there? Like, what the... F- no. Why the fuck? Sweet corn and bell peppers. Sweet corn. And, what, like, and some oil. Some oil of... What? You don't put sweet corn on your pizza? Do you? I mean... No. Do you? you do here. You put sweet corn on your gamer sandwich pizzas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Frank West, was this, uh, was yeah. this recipe submitted for any contests? Was it? I didn't even look. I Let's so. see. I hope so. It contest. What like Evo? Contest. Oh, this participated in the snacks contest 2017. And and, and where did it place in the snacks contest? Uh, you, you'll have to answer that. I can't find it, that either. It 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 did. Okay. <laughs> did, did not D And now we're into our third recording session. This one's got Boots Rangier, Bunny Bread, Squiddy, Victor Laszlo, Stog, Nutshow Gulag, and myself. Starting us off here, Squiddy has a quick and easy recipe for Amaretto Sour Cherry Popsicles, which is made like so. Well, you start out with orange juice, amaretto, lemon juice, juice of one lime, a bag of frozen sweet cherries, and my Nutribullet. Um, And then you um, put the cherries into the blender, and then you add... It says on the thing that you can add it in any order you like, so... Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So many possibilities. Precision. I call bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So I I got real excited about that because I like to, you know, just do what I want. Mm -hmm. And so I added the lemon juice first, and then I juiced that lime, and it turns out that the juice of one lime is about an ounce of of lime juice. So, um... Mm -hmm. And so then I added the amaretto, and then I added the orange juice, and then it looked real gross. Like, <laughs> real gross. Because it's orange juice, and then all these black cherries, and all this brown amaretto. Very disgusting. <laughs> Is there zest? Was I supposed to add zest? Just by being there, you added oh, zest. thank you. So that's um, that's it in my Nutribullet there. And then I blended it up, and then it looked really, really, really good. And... So then, when you had when you had it all blended and ready, what's the next thing you did? Well, I drank it. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, well, like after giving yourself a makeover, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I put on my kimono and I put on some um, <laughs> some um, eye patches and did my hair all did a ready to do a. Did you try one with the eye patches? One with <laughs> yeah. Like to see if there was. A... <laughs> It probably tasted better. Well, you have to know that I have um, fine lines and wrinkles because I am a mom. So I have to use fancy eye masks. So you put on an eye mask. And then I sat in the bathroom on the toilet because um, I'm about to consume like 12 ounces of cherries. <laughs> so I thought right, I just so this has it... been in the freezer. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. This? Okay. The problem is, is now that it's in this this uh, thing, I have to. Do you have one too, lemon? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I have to squeeze it. It's like a push pop thing. Yeah. All right. So uh, my first time with the sour amaretto cherry. And you guys, it is so fucking good. Like I feel like okay. somebody actually, um, when they were giving me this, is like, I'm gonna do her a salad. Give her something that's really good. 
because this. All right. Well. Yeah, this is. I mean, it's, nutshell will pretty, feel the same way. It's pretty sour, but like, it's tasty. I but, mean, it doesn't have any booze that you can taste. Yeah, yeah, this wouldn't get you drunk. No, and so that's why it's just the dumbest thing in the world because you could make something like this, and also my fingers are really cold from touching it. But because like amaretto's like what forty proof maybe? It's super low. Barely that. Yeah. yeah. So, Depends on the brand. one shot of Amaretto would probably be, like, a half a shot of spirits. All right. Oh, good. All right. Well, shit. All right. Well, we got our, we got our soothing, mm-hmm. um, we got our soothing, uh, uh, starter here. Uh, who's next? Well, I can answer that, Lemon. Boots Rain Gear is next with a recipe for terrible English-style poutine served with a side of defamatory statements about your mother. I should mention here that this one lands slightly better if you've seen the Canadian television show Letter Kenny. Boots, what do you got? Uh, yeah, my name's not Boots. <laughs> yeah, my name's... Yep. Address him accordingly. Yeah, my name's Robin, spell the Y, fuck you. <laughs> okay, Rob Wine. Anyway, whether you're out for a rip in the reef or fucking giving it in your ski-doo or at home just fucking the dog... <laughs> You deserve some goddamn poutine. And this is my fucking recipe for poutine. Boots, is it a good recipe for poutine? Fuck you! <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Lemon. I porked your mom in the stockroom of a bed, bath, and beyond. <laughs> she picked up a precious moments figurine to add to your collection. <laughs> Courtesy of us old-time old time students at Fenland Falls, which is the, the jewel of the goddamn Kawarthas... This is how I ate poutine almost every day, my high school days. Oh, the memories. People say real poutine must have mozzarella cheese curds. I emphatically disagree. In every restaurant I've been into in Ontario, they use shredded cheese. If you're like me and prefer the English-Canadian version, not that fucking Quebec version. (laughs) Fuck Quebec. Fucking frogs. What'd you do to Quebec's mom? Fuck you, bunny bread. I oh. plowed your mom in a Denny's bathroom. Her moons over my hammy was room, room temperature by the time she ate it. <laughs> Boots, that hurts. Good. It hurt your mom, too? Fuck off. My mother died recently. I should have mentioned that beforehand. Fuck, fuck you, Victor. Your mom was screaming Judge Reinhold's name last night when we banged all night. What's that all about? <laughs> What's the deal? Anyway, if you're like me and you prefer the English-Canadian version, non-cheese curds, and want to try something different, try this. Ingredients. Two servings. 868 cows. So you're going to want three potatoes cut into fries. Uh, one quart vegetable oil for frying, half cup beef gravy or as needed, a half cup of shredded mozzarella cheese or to taste. It's your choice whether or not you're going to taste the mozzarella. <laughs> Two tablespoons of mayonnaise or to taste. One tablespoon of ketchup or to taste. A half cup of shredded lettuce and salt and ground black pepper to taste. 
So what you do is you heat oil in deep fry or, lar- or large saucepan to 375 degrees, fry potatoes in batches in the hot oil until tender and golden brown, about five minutes. Remove the drain on plate lined with paper towels. Heat gravy in small saucepan over medium heat until heated through about five minutes. Spread a layer of fries into two bowls. Sprinkle with cheese and add small amount of gravy. Repeat these layers once. Squirt each serving with one tablespoon mayonnaise and one and a half teaspoons of ketchup. Sprinkle each bowl with half the lettuce. Season with salt and pepper. Uh, Cook's note. Of course, you could just make it with the fries, cheese, and gravy, but anyone could figure that out. This is what my friends and I used to call Big Mac Poutine. Prep time really just depends on whether you make the ingredients or buy them from the store. I prefer frozen fries for this mixture. Um, yeah, and fresh gravy is always better. Okay, okay, but you but you opted for the canned the canned poutine gravy. Um, yeah, and then it ended up looking like that. Yeah, I went to the store and they had some fucking St. Hubert's uh, canned poutine gravy. And St. Hubert's is a real good rotisserie chicken restaurant in Canada up here. So it's uh, their gravy is the best, super fucking watery. It's awesome. Is that French Canada or English Canada? Uh, it was fucking Quebec Canada, but we'll fucking deal with it. Also, fuck you, Squiddy. <laughs> Your mom tried to blow me while I was dropping a deuce. I told her I'm saving that for the right person. Lem- <laughs> Lemon's mom. <laughs> anyway, I was uh, I put this recipe up, uh, and some guy named Boots Ringear recorded some just fucking audio of him eating this food. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, so here's what that sounds like. Uh, I press the right button on my thing. <laughs> hey, yo, it's your boy Boots Ringear here. I'm going to eat some Fenland Falls poutine that uh, a pal of mine sent me a recipe for. Uh, thanks, Neil. So, uh, boy, this is a mess. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> mm. Oh, mm. it's all the flavors. All the flavors at once. You get the mayonnaise. You get the iceberg lettuce. You get the mozzarella. There's nothing better than hot mayonnaise. Mm. You know what? It's all right. But I think, I think we can go a little further with this. I think we can go a little further than this. Let's get some, uh... Oh, okay. See what's in the fridge. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> got some mustard. Oh, no. <laughs> got some Franks. <laughs> some Franks and some Frenches. All right, great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the water from the mustard. That's perfect. Mmm. <laughs> Mm, it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. Best protein. Franks. Oh, a whole lot of Franks on that. Uh, take a quick picture of this. It's the best, man. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and they're just cut off there for some reason. <laughs> I think he died. That was the Did sound of somebody enjoying themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's. Did you die? Is that what happened? <laughs> Shut up, Stug. <laughs> I, I took your mom out to a. I took your mom out to a dinner theater, and she screamed out that the fucking butler did it with a half a stale brownie in her mouth. It was the Merchant of Fucking Venice. <laughs> oh, so you're not dead then? <laughs> no, no. See, Boots is dead. This is this is Robin with a Y. Fuck you, nutshell. 
I made your mom come so hard she took you off her insurance policy and put me on it. It's now <laughs> It's now split fifty fifty between me and Tommy. <laughs> Anyway, get your fucking Fenley Falls poutine. Done. <laughs> yeah, there. Oh, well, that was great. That was great. How long were you up, like, writing uh, Shorzy jokes? Uh, I, I did that in, like, the, the 45 minutes before we started. Because <laughs> so I didn't recognize those, so those were your own Shorzy jokes. Oh, yeah, jokes, yeah, right? yeah. Okay, I'm not just going to steal Shorzy jokes. not quite as prepared as boots uh but i do want to thank you all for being here because um uh as many of you know i've struggled with addictions whether it's like pills booze pogs golden girls reruns pogs um just yeah pogs (laughs) no pogs also fuck you i fucked boots mom so hard she went back in time to kill hitler no no hogs like other like a euphemism for other penises and harley oh, davidson's pogs. Right, both yes gotcha pogs hogs and hogs anyway is there a recipe <laughs> no okay jesus hogs hogs and logs nobody was, right. also fuck you lemon i fucked boots mom so bad i turned her inside out jesus nicely done some body horror shit. All right. First and foremost, though, when it comes to my addictions, is something that hundreds of famous and handsome men have been using as an excuse every single year, and that is sex addiction. I've, I've been dealing with sex addiction for my entire life. And uh, despite the best efforts of every single episode of this godforsaken podcast, I still crave sex constantly. <laughs> The therapy is not working. This is the entire reason for us doing this. Ten years of this. (sighs) What will kill your boner? Yeah, I don't think anything. (sighs) Now, I want to thank Neil uh, for for sending me this because he said that this this will cure it no matter what. This is the the old witch's spell, uh, Magikagal. and it's supposed to take care of it. And it is entitled Boob Cake. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with either of those two words, um, yeah, I'm not going to explain them. Now, this here so it's is like cake. a cake with boobs. Oh, shit, Stog. Wow. Oh, I never thought about it that way. Also, fuck you, Stog. I fucked boots so hard he pronounced about correctly when he reached his orgasm. <laughs> Here's what you're going to need for boob cake if you're just like me. You're going to need four and a half cups of flour, three cups of sugar, a half a cup of cocoa. Turns out this was not a stripper's name, but in fact, uh, a powdery substance that does nothing when you snort it. Uh, One tablespoon of baking soda, uh, one and a half teaspoons of salt, and one cup of salad oil. So set aside some of the salad oil you're using on your own dick. Three tablespoons of white vinegar. Yes, same deal with the dick. Uh, One tablespoon of vanilla, also not a stripper's name, it turns out. Three cups of cold water. Uh, and then you're also going to need to be creating frosting because it's not just the cake. You need the frosting or else the spell won't work. So you're going to start with 16 ounces of cream cheese, four ounces of butter, 
two teaspoons of stripper, one and a half to two pounds of powdered sugar, uh, two small gumdrops, and gumdrops is not a pair of strippers. Again, I'm really confused while making this. Yellow food coloring, red food coloring, and green food coloring. You're going to need all three. So, you know, slow down, stop, and then go again, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, for the cake, you're going to sift the first five ingredients to a large bowl, okay? Now, then next, you add the next four ingredients and mix well. So far, we got like 20 ingredients, and we're doing fine. Mm. Fill two small stainless steel mixing bowls. Uh, mine are about seven inches in diameter and four inches deep or so. And uh, no, it goes deeper than four inches, baby. To a depth of about two inches with batter. No need to grease. If you went deep enough, it takes care of itself. Wait, I don't think that's how... Mm, fuck you! I fucked Boots' dad so exquisitely he immediately immigrated to the U.S. Exquisite, he shouted. Exquisitely. That's what he says when reaching orgasm. It's weird. Mom says Excelsior. It was just odd. <laughs> Alright. So anyways, greasings and bolses and, you know, whatnot. Pour remainder of the batter into a 9 by 13 pan. 9 by 13, any unit of measurement you like. Great. Nine in yard, a 300 yard, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. In a 350 oven, that's the name brand of an oven, I think. Bake the bowls for about 20 minutes and the 9 by 13 about 30 minutes. Cool those cakes completely. Cool that shit off, baby. Slow it down. Get into it. Feel it. Oh, this isn't working at all for sex addiction. For the frosting. Smash those cakes, bunny bread. Oh. Fuck you! I had sex with Tommy so damn good he left you immediately. I told you to stay away from my cat, you fucker. <laughs> yes, I am a I think fucker. That says more about you than it does about her. <laughs> beat cream cheese well. Also, then add the butter and vanilla and beat that shit till smooth. Add powdered sugar until you like the consistency and that sweetness. Mix eight, count them eight drops of yellow food coloring. Six six drops of red, and two drops of green. I hope you got that shit correct, because I didn't. Add coloring mixture a few drops at a time until you get a good fleshy flesh color, right? Now, the colors I have given, in this case, are for a Caucasian color. Oh I God. fucked up bad. I know. Oh, my God. I was going for Naomi Campbell, went way the hell off. Way off. Oh, so bad. So for a Caucasian skin is tones, six, eight yellows, six reds, and two greens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You, okay. you said you were into web design, you should have known that shit, that RMCK or whatever. <laughs> That's the hex value, yeah. Yeah. For darker skin tones, you might try using blue instead of green and see what the food coloring box suggests for you to make <laughs> titty cakes. <laughs> food coloring boxes always have suggestions like this. Are you it's making titty old. cakes? I won't stop you, bud. <laughs> just know this in advance. Invert the large layer onto a serving tray. If desired... Split it into two layers and frost in between as well as on top. Place the boobs appropriately and frost them. No, 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 not what you think. <sighs> Turns out you were supposed to use the cream cheese stuff that you were making earlier. Again, I had to make several cakes until I got it right. Save a few tablespoons of frosting and add additional food coloring mixture to it in order to get a good color for the nipples and areolas. <laughs> you want to get it right, people. Come on now. This is your graduation cake, I think. Working right? on nipples all week in the lab. It's your quinceanera, and I made you a cake. Thanks, Grandma. 
<laughs> Your graduation from Naughty America University. <laughs> well, the bar mitzvah was going great until this guy showed up with a cake of... Oh. Now... You frost the areolas, then coat the gumdrops with frosting and place them in the middle of the areolas, right? Mm-hmm. You know where nipples go? Good. So, you know, just uh, after that, just enjoy the reactions. You know, that's it. That's the end. So I, I do want to thank every one of you again, uh, especially Neil, for trying to help. And uh, I, mixed, I mixed the cake, I baked it, I fucked it, and yeah, it did absolutely nothing. <laughs> What does it look like? I now? mean, I'm at half mast right now. It's just, it looks, well, it looks yeah, pretty good on my dick. Let's see a photo of the post-fuck cake. No, you don't want to see that. You want to see a picture of my dick. It's all, like, flesh-colored now. Wait, what color it's Caucasian. was it Oh, you know, it was a gleaming bright light. You can't look directly at it. It is the one. It is, yep. Yeah. That's, that's what right. was in the suitcase. Yeah, so uh, so uh, this document, uh, w- once again, uh, was given to us by Neil. Uh, Neil has done uh, a bunch of things uh, over the years for the podcast, which we very much appreciated. Uh, until now, until <laughs> until now, I've appreciated the contributions that Neil has made. But then he sold, sent me this, and then I said to Boots, "Oh, this looks fun." And Boots was like, "What if we actually made the shit?" And I was like, "That's a great idea, Boots." So fuck you, Neil. I fuck had a you, great Boots. Time. I'm still having mom right. drink slushy over here. I am living my I got a cake pregnant. I fucking hate cooking. So <laughs> this is. So, so Neil sent me to a website called DelightfulVegans.com. Uh, I went to DelightfulVegans.com for a recipe um, that uh, Neil uh, has titled Tom Yuck Soup. <laughs> um, but uh, the site uh, describes as raw Tom Ka soup. Whoa. So, uh, so you know how so Tom Tom Ka soup is of course delicious uh, and only made more delicious by uh, eating vegan and not cooking anything. So uh, first, it was off to the grocery store to buy the 150 fucking ingredients to make this fucking shit. Yay! Uh, I I threw away the receipt, um, so I don't know exactly how much money I spent, uh, and it was made more expensive because I got so angry at all the crap I had to buy that I ended up buying four things of Pringles. Um, <laughs> and they're all gone now. You ate them and, all already. Well, yeah, okay, so that's true. So, <laughs> four tubes of medicinal Pringles. Here was me getting myself started uh, on the on the thing. So I have uh, an entire crisper drawer uh, full of produce, uh, <laughs> as well as like a bunch of other products. Um, and so, okay, so now I need to go through the instructions presented in this recipe. So the recipe says, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to, uh, just dice up some cabbage. No problem. I can dice up cabbage. That sounds fine. And then it said, okay, now that you've diced up the cabbage, uh, what I want you to do is I want you to, um, uh, I want you to grate the carrots. And I was like, well, I don't know exactly why you want me to grate carrots, but sure, I guess I'll grate the carrots if that's what you want. And then it was like, okay, now that you've grated the carrots, what I want you to do is I want you to grate um, zucchini. And I was like, why am I grating zucchini? That's very, very strange to me. Um, and then and then it uh, demanded that uh, I cut up uh, my red bell peppers uh, very thinly. Um, and then that part being done... Uh, then it was, uh, the, uh, step, okay, I'm going to read, 
the step in full um, for what to do with the vegetables. Put the vegetables into a bowl and add the olive oil, lime juice, and salt. Mix well and set aside. So that's all. Just put that shit in a bowl. Um, way too little, way too little salt um, and some lime. Now at this point, I, I had something that was, I mean, basically just like sort salad of like salad. a. Yeah, I mean, like a like a like a like a like a beginning of a slaw. Like not, it wasn't it wasn't a good slaw, but like you could see how this slaw um, could be good. So okay, awesome. Now the next thing I had to do was uh, I had to put together um, the next step, which was um, the uh, konjac noodles, uh, sesame oil, and tamari. And for that inst- for that step, it said, "Well, go ahead and just uh, rinse the noodles and then put those in se- in sesame oil and let marinade." So as you know, if you just, like, put soy sauce um, on uh, noodles, uh, it looks and tastes really good, and it just marinades, and, like, the flavor just gets more delicious over time. Um, And also, it just looks terrific. Just really, really, really nice. Hey, yeah. All right. Also, I didn't know you were taking up knitting. Yeah, also, if you if you are paying attention here, you'll note that this is a raw vegan recipe, uh, and I am now, at this point, using soy sauce, which is cooked. Whoops. <laughs> because, because no raw recipe fucking pays attention to its own goddamn rules. So that said, now we get to make the vegan broth. Mmm, the vegan broth. Okay, so here's the first thing that I did uh, where I actually had to cheat, because uh, I went to the grocery store... Um, and the grocery store uh, did not have the young coconut uh, that the recipe demanded. And so uh, I didn't uh, – oh, and <laughs> Victor points out that the noodles are also cooked. So good job. Good job. <laughs> good job all around, vegan, <laughs> vegan raw recipe. Okay, so um, so they didn't have the raw coconut. And then in order to get the actual coconut, I would have had to go, like, cross town to uh, the Asian grocery store. And I didn't feel like it. So instead – uh, I got this coconut juice. Same thing, right? Same thing. <laughs> is it basically, cooked? So oh my basically, God. <laughs> basically, right? It's just the coconut water and the meat kind of grinded up. It's got like the little uh, sort of chunks in there, like a bubble oh. tea has. Oh, so, so this is Sorry, so this is, this is this is this is starting off really good. Now the thing demands that I uh, zest a lime. Okay, so I'm gonna zest a lime and put that into the concoction. No problem. Um, now, uh, everything else that I've, that I've uh, been reading here, it's been very explicit about what I would do with the product itself. The, the cabbage is fi- says finely chopped, the carrot says grated, uh, the zucchini grated, blah, 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 blah. Then uh, I wanted me to put in a uh, clove of garlic, and the recipe just said one clove of garlic. <laughs> so fucking, okay, I guess a clove of garlic is just going to go in there, whatever. Is that unpeeled even? Oh, yeah, of course it's unpeeled. It didn't say peel the garlic. (laughs) It never said peel the garlic. (laughs) What do you think raw means? (laughs) You let the garlic dissolve in the concoction. So then uh, the recipe goes on to say that I'll need uh, two centimeters of ginger. And again, that's that's the only thing it says. So, you know, bloop, here goes the two centimeters of ginger. Just, I cut it randomly out of the middle of it. Uh, and then it says galangal, and I was like, where did I put the galangal? Fuck it, ginger's basically like galangal, so let's just bloop, bloop another ginger in there as well. Uh, 
<laughs> so now we're in good shape. Uh, things are going real well. Uh, it's time to add, you know, the, the most necessary thing that you always get inside of Tom Ka soup, uh, which is, of course, cherry tomatoes. Uh, we'll just dump all of those cherry tomatoes in there. <laughs> needs an entire it needs an entire cup. This is me following the recipe, basically. Um, so I dumped in the cherry tomatoes. Then, in addition to the uh, zest of the lime, I had to uh, squeeze a lime in there. Um, and then, and then at that point now I have three separate bowls and I was just supposed to like let those, because obviously cooking is like fucking sinful and like bad. So I just had to like let those flavors just like hang out with each other. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah and I mean, is, just, this is a broth you're making. This is, yeah, this is a broth. Yeah. I'm making a broth. My grandma made. I made all of the important components of a broth. <laughs> a chunk of ginger, <laughs> unpeeled garlic. And cherry tomatoes. It's a broth. Uh, yeah, so uh, so I made this broth, and then, of course, just off camera was uh, this, was just eating Pringles the entire time. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you know, like, so so then over time, uh, you remember the uh, the noodles from earlier, right? How they were supposed to, like, marinate and good, look real good? Well, they did. I think they uh, they really got a lot more delicious um, and, uh, and tasty looking. Uh, and so, <laughs> so what... <laughs> <laughs> so what I what I ended like up with exploded. <laughs> That's so a then, mighty fine Brillo pad you've got going on there. Thank you, thank you very much. So I put all of that together into uh, a single bowl, uh, and boy, I gotta say this bowl is pretty presentable. Um, and I've got it right here. Um, I've got my uh, gaoju jang and my sriracha next to it, just in case. Just in case. Uh, this flavor might be in some way lacking, which I don't see why it would be. Um, mm, let me just mix in the... <laughs> it smells so strong. It smells so strong. Okay. Just going to mix this in here. Get a nice... Make sure I got... I got to get. make sure I got enough noodles in here. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good he's dying. <laughs> So maybe a touch of the sriracha, perhaps? Oh, yeah. It's so sweet. Oh, that's what you get for using the fucking coconut juice. This recipe is There's like this... God. There's like this head fake from all the green onions that I put in there on the top. So like... It starts out making you think that it's going to be soup, and then all of a sudden it's just like, okay, dump a bunch of sriracha in there. Now, now, okay, there we go. Now I just get all that sriracha on that spoon, and then get the rest of that. Mm, mm, mm. Now it's hot and sweet. Oh! It's so weird how it tastes like the ingredients. No! Oh! Oh, and now it hurts. In addition to being chemistry of raw food. (laughs) Oh no! You would think that I mean, because I left it in there for like I don't know, like four or five hours, right? That's how like raw cooking works, isn't it? You just like let things like their chakras like commingle in a bowl. Yeah. You you cook it in the you 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 run in the blender long enough so it cooks it, and somehow you get to use that as an excuse. Yeah. Mm, fuck. God damn it. All right, well, 
Now that you've seen uh, what this looks like um, in a bowl, uh, let me show you a picture of uh, what it looks like in its most natural receptacle, oh. which is the toilet. <laughs> now you got to get a new toilet. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that toilet's going to remember this. <laughs> it does. Oh, 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 it's my turn? Oh, sorry. It's just like I've been uh, I've been like super depressed all this week and I had to learn how to cook for this. So, um Usually all my meals are just like I just buy a bunch of vegetables from the store and I dip them in some uh in some olive oil and I eat them that way. It's like I have a onion dipped in olive oil. I have onion dipped in sunflower oil. You said meals at yeah. the beginning of this thing. So no, it's cooking. Okay. It's cooking. Okay. I made it hot right. first. I put the right. I put the ingredients in the microwave. Oh, okay. But anyway, Neil came to me and he said, Oh, oh Stog, you look you look depressed and I said, Oh, thank you. Thank you for noticing, Neil. It's just like <laughs> it's so nice that someone someone recognizes the uh the horrible mortal coil that I am trapped in and I have to that I have to go through. And he said, maybe if you cook something, maybe if you tried something new like cooking, it'll uh, help you lift your spirits. And I said, okay, what do I cook? And Neil said, I want you to make some simple parsnip pancakes. Well, simple. All right. Yeah, it's really simple. Parsnip. It's Yeah, parsnips. If you, I have a, I have a, I, like I have parsnips. a tweet. I like pancakes. Yeah. What could like go simple. wrong? So, uh, you know, uh, I, I cooked it and I documented it on Twitter ahead of one day before the episode happened so that everyone could check out my, um, my awesome parsnip eating skills. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're an influencer, Doc. Yeah, I'm an influencer. Everybody Can I likes... Ask a question about your thumb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is, happened? Is it always like that? That's his question. <laughs> well, it's like that now because uh, I had to learn how to use chopsticks, and now my thumb is stuck that way. <laughs> um, so here are the uh, here are the uh, ingredients for a simple pars parsley pancakes. Like, no, no, it's parsnips. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh shit, we gotta start over. <laughs> Time dot is. <laughs> Anyway, the ingredients are um, 25 meters, two servings, 194 kels, one cup grated peeled parsnips, two small eggs, one-fourth of a cup of finely chopped onion, one tablespoon of my favorite thing to eat in the world, olive oil, one-half teaspoon of salt, one-half teaspoon of dried rosemary, Ground black pepper to taste, optional. One teaspoon sunflower oil, or more is needed. Anyway, I I sampled I sampled some of the ingredients while I was cooking this because I got hungry, and you know, I'm just I'm just trying new things, but I have to go back to bad old habits like I usually do. So I made myself some um I made myself some chopped onion cereal in uh, sunflower <laughs> oil. Uh huh. <laughs> It's good. You should try it sometime. It's lovely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyway, 
you you combine the parsnips, the eggs, the onion, the olive oil, the salt, the rosemary, and the black pepper together in a bowl until batter is combined and lumpy. Lumpy. Yeah, it's lumpy. You know, like uh, batter is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody likes everybody likes when the the batter is lumpy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of regular pancakes. I'm sorry. I was thinking about how. Uh, how good the actual pancakes were, and I should just go to Denny's instead of just doing all this. It's so stupid, but... But then you wouldn't get the satisfaction of a job well done. Yeah. Well, the satisfaction of a job well done is probably going to take as long as it gets takes for me to just get on my bike and go to the light rail and go to St. Paul <laughs> to go to Denny's, so... Thanks, I don't know. The closest yeah. Denny's is in St. Paul? Yeah, the one on uh the one on the one on the oh, south God. one in southeast Minneapolis closed. <laughs> oh, it did really. Yeah. Yeah. You talking about this? This is cold. Yeah. This has been your Denny's update. <laughs> so there's only one Denny's in the Twin Cities, huh? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, unless you're willing to go to like Bloomington or Eden Prairie, but who the okay, fuck cares about? Okay, what happens next, Doc? What happens next? No, no, yeah, what, tell us about IHOP next. <laughs> we don't have any. Oh, Squiddy. I think anyway. there's one in the suburbs. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Edit point. Anyway, you gotta heat the sunflower oil in a heavy frying pan over medium heat. So I got the heaviest one I owned. <laughs> You spoon the batter into oil, which I didn't do. I just let it drop into the... Just let it drop directly into the pan. I just fried it until the pancakes are brown and crispy on the edges. Six to seven minutes per side. Unfortunately... It's it's looking oily. Uh, It looks looks edible at this point. Oh, yeah. Oily, but edible. Yeah, well, uh, about that. (laughs) um, I was using a cast iron pan, so it's like... It's like it said, get the heaviest one. So I got it. So I went out and got a cast iron pan, but mm-hmm. I ended up burning the pancake. The pancake yes. was black on both sides, how like my soul. You, how hot yes. did you cook it, Stuck? Yes, I cooked did. it. I cooked yes, it really you hot. Did wow. you really burned that? Yeah, boy, did you burn that? It's burned on the outside, but the insides are nice and cooked and still parsnippy. <laughs> As a, as a question, when 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 the when the pancake was in was on the uh, was in the pan, did you leave the room? Yeah, I left the room. I had to go okay. take some. Um, I had to go um, do you had some to go things. To Denny's. Yeah, I had to go to Denny's, and then right. I came back, and then and then I just like sat down and I looked at the uh, the horrible the horrible eraser head baby-esque pancake that I had birthed into existence. It basically was screaming at me to... It was basically telling me to eat me, eat me, cook me for dinner and eat me. And, you know, I, I came all this... At that point, it wasn't under the impression it had already been cooked? Like, it said, cook me? No, I was out of the room when that happened. It's the pre-cook oh, burning. I ignored, I ignored the pancake's cries for help, as I usually do. Yeah. Anyway, I I took bites of it. It just like it was burnt, and that was the most interesting part. It's like it tasted like a fucking regular pancake because, but except it was a pancake that I had to spend like ten minutes grating a fucking parsnip <laughs> over into a uh, into a fucking measuring cup that I had to 
you and need I was to be like, with your measurements, yeah. Yeah, I had to. If I, I had to just like, I just had to like go at that thing with an IKEA, with an IKEA grater, or just like I was, I was just like. I was just like pretending I was Omar Rodriguez Lopez and I was in the Mars Volta and I was just going to town with that crater. Wow. Wow. Anyway, I thought... It, He's been going for a while. I don't think there's going to be an at the drive-in reference anywhere in here. No, no, there isn't. Anyway, um, it tasted burnt, but I like the burnt parts because that means they're well done. But otherwise, it tasted like a uh, regular boring pancake that I had to do a uh, jack-off motion for like 15 minutes over a measuring cup for. That'll fucking humiliate it. Yeah. Teabag it afterwards. Yeah. I almost put them in a... I, I, I saved the, uh, the the loose parsley shavings in a, in a teabag. But anyway, it didn't taste good enough for me or interesting enough for me. So I decided to just like jazz it up a little with some Coop's horseradish mustard and i just like spread that all over the uh the top of the pancake like it was a uh like it was a uh a birthday cake oh. for me to celebrate my uh celebrate yeah, yeah and buy some it looks like you put the entire bottle of horseradish on top of this and you have can you blame me still have parsnips there watching all of this happen yes <laughs> oh my god this is this is to show the pars your next parsnips <laughs> Yeah, this play game. Yeah, this is uh, this is this is an intentional act of terror upon the uh, two parsnips I had remaining and the uh, half the onion that I still had on my table. So it's like, so I just drowned the fucking thing in Coop's horseradish mustard because that's what I like and I fucking ate it. The end. Apparently, you, you and maybe several other people have decided that uh, since I did it once, combining fish and jello is now my thing. Yeah. <laughs> Good! Because he uh, selected for me this lovely summer salad pie, aka mm. hell pie, with tuna lemon gelatin and savory seasonings. Tuna lemon gelatin. Okay. Mm, it's got right. pimento olives. Lemon in it. pepper lemon gelatin. Same shit. Yeah. Okay. Exotic Finnish cuisine. I do have pictures. Yeah. I just need to get them off my fucking phone because it's being a dick. Sure. Anyway, um, summer salad pie. Well, it it there are several components to this pie. First, you make the crust, which is a uh, a cheese pie shell, which is it's not an unusual thing. There's a lot of savory pies out there that have like cheese in the crust so i made it mine looks a little bit different from the recipe because i used white cheddar instead of orange cheddar but flavors sh should be the same um so there's nothing out of the ordinary in that part you roll it out you put it in the pan you bake it then we go to the first layer of the pie and the first layer of the pie consists of one package lemon flavored gelatin one one and worth and one fourth cups boiling water, mm. one can tomato sauce, one tablespoon mm. vinegar, one half teaspoon salt, a few drops each Worcestershire sauce and Tabasco, dashed pepper, one half cup each chopped celery and pimento stuffed olives, mm. and one fourth cup chopped onion. Mm. So you dissolve mm. the gelatin in the boiling water, stir in everything else. Uh, 
Well, uh, okay, you stir in the t- tomato sauce, vinegar, and seasonings. You chill it until it's slightly thickened. Then when it's about the consistency of egg whites, you fold in the celery, olives, and onion. That way, all the solid stuff doesn't sink to the bottom of the jello. You pour that into the cooled cheese pie shell. You chill it thoroughly. And then you add the the third component, the topping, which is the tuna salad. Oh. Um, <laughs> tuna salad. I mean, it's not bad. It's it's one can tuna, one teaspoon lemon juice, one teaspoon minced onion, one cup diced celery, uh, salt, paprika, and mayonnaise or salad dressing. And, and then you put that in a separate room from the first shit you made, right? <laughs> no, no. Then you uh, then you spoon that over the top like a delightful creamy topping of a cream pie. Uh, mm. Only tuna. This is a um, real parade of flavors. Yeah, it's a real parade of flavors, and I have several ideas for how this would so, maybe be more edible. But I didn't use any of those ideas. I stuck to you, the recipe. Uh, just a question: Did you? Because it looks like in the picture for this is the top. The the, the stuff on top looks green. I is think there like that's a food just coloring added. Uh, is that toothpaste? That's just weird photography from the 19 oh, okay. food photography from the 1950s because if you look at the if you go to the link where the other people made it uh the it looks like normal yeah fifties and 60s like normals 50s and yeah. 60s food photography was always very green i mm. i think that it must have been to the film earth tones <clears throat> natural anyway um i made this i have it on a plate in front of me yeah and mm. uh, give it a try Ooh, oh boy it's some wiggly jiggly fucking jello that's not wanting to really cut that's nice well if you can't cut it you can't taste it I mean you can give up now it's fine okay so mm-hmm. so um you you can really taste the pimento olive in this <laughs> good good I was hoping that wouldn't get lost oh bad um texturally it's not too bad okay the crust, fish the crust is actually pretty good. It's like kind of a cheese crackery thing. Um, tuna salad is fine if you like tuna salad. Uh, the real horror of this this uh, recipe is the fact that they used fucking sweet lemon lemon gelatin oh, in it. No. It probably how would you say prob- the pimento olive and the lemon jello go together? Is oh, that a so good mixture? so good, so good. Um, I, was, I was expecting like. Like an unsweetened lemon. No, it specifically it make, specifically oh. asked for uh for yeah the fucking lemon jello, mm. so that's what I used. Uh, and boy howdy, does that give it an interesting <laughs> flavor? Wow. Um, yeah, I think it would be. I think without the lemon jello, if you just use like regular unflavored gelatin, it would pra- probably actually be a weird but entertaining food. To eat in the summer because it's is it chilled, possible obviously. that Jell-O's sweeter now than it used to be? I don't oh, yeah, know. That's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I think they used. Yep. I think they used to make used, they used to make Jell-O so that you had to add the sugar yourself. I thought that was Kool Aid. Oh, mm. you're getting all right. your horrible shit mixed up. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I will step in. I just have to think. Yeah. I just have to think that after 50 years they would have increased the sweetener in Jell-O. Anyway, uh, I've got a whole I've got a whole pie of this in my fridge. Yay! Cool. So you need to post that's gonna be to fun. like Reddit meal prep or something because you have a whole week mm-hmm. worth of dinners. 
No. Would you? Uh, so, so now that you've made two different um, fish Jello recipes, how would you yeah, say? Which this is your com- favorite? Who won? Yeah. How would you say this compares to the other, the one from F Plus Live? Well, the one from F Plus Live was more of a true fish Jello because it had the fish in the Jello itself. Right. True. True fish Jello. Okay. OG fish Jello. Right. I'd no say like they made in the old country. Right. And I'm still eating it. Oh, okay. um, all right. <laughs> I'd say that um, the other one was maybe a little bit better, just because it did call for plain gelatin and not lemon jello. Okay, but you're still eating this. Yeah, I'm still eating it. I mean, have you okay. have you considered mixing in some coconut juice in there just to really <laughs> zing it up some? Maybe watermelon jello. <laughs> No, that's okay. I'm I'm good. Thanks. Okay. Did they make tomato jello? That would be interesting. <laughs> Can you cut it into shapes like jello and like Ooh. Um, it's not have it like it's dinosaur there's shapes. not tuna jiggers. <laughs> it's not enough uh, gelatin in it for it to be like that. It's like jello consistency, not Knox blocks consistency. So, I'd have to add more. <laughs> so, it's really good for nothing. It's it's a yeah, it's a it's, it's good jello for fish eating. Pie. She's still eating it. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I realize that, but I think nutshell's broken at this point. Well, no, I, I, I can't afford to not eat food that I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like fucking poor. Come on. <laughs> I will. I will eat this terrible pie until it's gone. <laughs> can't you just leave it sitting on your windowsill and hope a hobo steals it? <laughs> I live on the fifth floor. Stop. A tall hobo. <laughs> yeah, really tall hobo on stilts. I, I think if I left it out there, the crows would try to eat it, and then they'd remember me and oh. seek revenge. <laughs> yeah, true. One of them, one of them Portland paragliding hobos. <laughs> yeah. Keep Portland weird, guys. make a smoothie uh i did not make a smoothie i was uh i guess negligent about reading and following directions over the past week or so uh sure sure so uh we're gonna we're gonna explore this together um as as victor sort of showed up uh worn out from a real life sort of stuff Sure. Um, but the, so, the, but this is perfect because this creamy coconut spirulina superfood smoothie recipe is an easy way to boost energy and protein intake with real food. Do you know what a spirulina is? Uh, I scrolled down far enough to find oh, out good. that it is it is algae. It is literal algae. Oh. Okay. Good. So there's right. no that there's no like superfood to me. Yeah, there's no protein powder needed in this drink because there's algae mm-hmm. powder. Right. That uh, is superfood. To- totally different than protein powder. <laughs> Finally, a good reason to get arrested at the park. So, Holy shit! <clears throat> the intro text goes on forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so, uh, there's a thing about there's a thing, thing about hippie food things where the word superfood means not really actually food. <laughs> yeah, well, this you know, it, no, this is all food. Coconut milk, algae. That's food, right? It's food for right. You yeah, can eat it. Baleen whales. It's good for yeah. whales. So, yeah. yeah, it's whale food. Um, fruit, avocado, ginger root, and a pinch antioxidant-rich spices. Paleo mm. and vegan-friendly for all. 
because vegans are allowed to eat algae because fuck those guys are used to be alive they're dicks <laughs> <laughs> so uh so anyway uh she was so close to calling this the mermaid smoothie but she thought she'd spare us the look on people's face when you told them what you were drinking lol lol but, God, but so much fucking flavor text. But that that green <laughs> swirl, y'all. <laughs> that green swirl, y'all. Sure is a green swirl. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, so yes, this week has been healthy on steroids recipes, uh, and we need those weeks, right? So let's chat mm-hmm. about spirulina. Did you know that this? Oh Jesus Christ! This lady's husband <laughs> actually works a side job for Nutrex Hawaii, and guess what? They sell this shit. Interesting. Oh, you Wait, don't say. Huh. And what a weird coincidence. And a bunch of his triathlete friends do as well because they just love it so much. And so does this lady. And no, she's not getting paid to say that either. Mm-mm, no just, way. Just I hugs mean, and is, kisses. And it's just literally shared income. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Nutrex has some pretty amazing spirulina supplements. <laughs> Uh-huh. And here's here's an affiliate link. Uh, it's an affiliate link. <laughs> I'm gonna click that right now. Uh, so I did, and this shit is uh, forty six dollars a pound. Wow. <laughs> God. There's uh, a free books on Astaxanthin. Yeah. Oh, and Nutrex Nutrex even has a, has a really good protein blend, which you know is good because there's no protein powder needed for this drink that I'm talking about. Uh, but so yeah, they're just they're just sharing you know this this superfood smoothie. Go green or go home, right? Ha ha ha. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's get nerdy and talk about uh, spiral shaped microalgae. Grows naturally in the wild. Well, algae, yes, does. Uh, good point. Good point. Good point. Yes. Not wrong. <laughs> so it's deep blue. Toad schools grow naturally in the wild. <laughs> Oh, but but they do. They actually cultivate and harvest it in man-made reservoirs, like those used by Nutrex Hawaii, who I am mentioning again, even though I am not in any way being compensated to mention no, Nutrex yeah. Hawaii. But if you wanted to use promo want... code Hawaii, you sure could yeah. if you felt like it. Yeah, here's here's yet another link to Nutrex Hawaii's website. To, um, okay, so here's the cooler part. This. The blue-green algae freshwater plant is loaded with plant-based protein. So this is totally not a protein powder, you guys. It is just loaded with protein, 55 to 70% protein than beef, chicken, and soybeans. More or less? 55 to 70% protein than beef. Yes. 50 to 70% protein than beef. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Less than beef, more than beef. It, It doesn't matter. It's expensive. It's then. Plus, it has the eight essential and ten non-essential amino acids your body needs, because that's what non-essential <laughs> means. Is this me? <laughs> also, <laughs> this, this man needs a tracheotomy eventually. I mean, if you feel like it, but you know, it's not important. I, I, I thought there were... Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's also packed with B vitamins, iron, and minerals, It's which makes it a great resource slash superfood ingredient for plant-based diets and vegans. No protein powder is needed because there's protein in this powder. <laughs> Although you're welcome to blend in some extra power protein 
you can also put some more protein powder in if you want because sure, what the fuck? there's no you don't need it but you it. can it doesn't yeah. mean you, you don't can't. need it but you might not essentially need it I yeah mean, there's no such thing as too much protein right Victor? uh yeah unless you want to do some hardcore shitting <laughs> um yeah so anyway uh let's get to our ingredients avocado to make extra creamy and add healthy fats Coconut milk and cream both contain uh, MCT fatty acids, which is great for instant energy. Wait, what? Um, so MC, MCT fatty acids, that's medium chain triglycerides, which are uh, not instant energy. They're stored energy, but uh, okay. Um, orange. Stored instantly, though. Yes, instantly They're stored. Essential, though, right? Well, when you combine them with a the spirulina. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, orange vitamin C. Because that's all that oranges are. Oranges are just a yeah. just yeah. solid, you know, Wait. granular oh, so vitamin much, C. So much vitamin C you get from orange too. Don't get the that's blue why, vitamin C. It's that's bad why for they you. make emergency out of them. <laughs> Ginger root, anti-inflammatory and aids in digestion. Cinnamon and cardamom, spices that both assist in soothing digestion. Uh, there's actually a link to a journal here, which I'm going to assume is not a. Oh Jesus Christ. Um, if that link ain't to New Tricks Hawaii, I ain't it, it's it's not, but it's it's to evidence based uh, alternative medicine. So that's hey, I got a question for you. Uh, I got a question for you there, Victor. Uh, yeah. I'm clicking on your source here. This uh, source that you have, uh, uh-huh. uh, the cinnamon and carnivore, the spice of the assist in soothing digestion. So so you've got your source, and I clicked on your source. Uh-huh. Is there a giant word that appears over your source over and over and over again? Is there one giant word? that happens over and over again re re retracted re, I, retracted that's a fancy science word you guys don't need to worry about that what you need to know is re, this works retracted retracted okay. retracted so, so in medical journals the word retracted means good and trust it oh i thought uh, we had to get ted out of there <laughs> jesus Oh God! Uh, why? Why in God's name would it, would a few sprinkles of ginger help you poop? Like, how, how does that work? <laughs> uh. So anyway, uh, and then maple syrup, which is a natural sweetener and immunity boosting properties. Whoa, yeah! Whoa, yeah! And then of course the green goddess of the sea, spirulina. Dang, she really should have named it Mermaid Smoothie. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. P.S. You can totally add in gluten-free granola, chia seed, and extra coconut for a smoothie bowl or more starch fruit to boost texture. It's pretty much, you just, come from just put in whatever the goddamn hell you want. It's, it's, there you go. It's... <laughs> put in an entire jar of peanut butter. So, yeah, anyway... Um, yeah, two to three tablespoons coconut cream, one an entire fucking avocado. Yep. Uh, one to two strips of fresh ginger root, and yeah, just as long as you want, I guess. Um, a small but it specifies one. that this is grated, not not just plunked into. No, it's a, it's or grated. You can do it either way. Okay. okay. So, and then a small orange maple syrup, one to two tablespoons, half a teaspoon of cinnamon, a pinch of cardamom spice. 10 to 14 ounces almond or coconut milk. The less you use, the thicker... Well, yeah, the thicker it is. One scoop okay. spirulina powder, around 7 to 10 grams, which 
It's probably probably like twenty dollars worth. I'm I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> optional protein powder, optional chia seed, or topping of choice. Uh, first, make sure you have a can of coconut cream in the fridge. Okay, that's good to start. This will help thicken the smoothie. You can use room temperature coconut cream also. You also have the option of leaving out the coconut cream. So everything use, other uh, than the the spirulina. Yes, is, is yes. Other than other than the forty six dollar a pound affiliate link <laughs> right, right, ingredient, yeah. everything else is fuck you. Do what you want. Next, <laughs> peel your fruits, avocado, and grate your ginger. Okay, so we are grating the ginger. Place in a blender. Then add the spirulina last. Blend until smooth and pour into two glasses. Add a pinch of spirulina on top. Oh, okay. And a dash of coconut milk. Then place a fork in the middle of the cup to swirl together if you want that effect. Yeah, for that little, like, barista swirl. Notes, if you are looking for spirulina, we use Nutrex. <laughs> okay. All right. Isn't that it's the good one to you're... have that little subtle thing right at the end. Just right, just, you don't want it one, too early. One just more. Just right at the end. One more affiliate link. <laughs> So, Victor, uh, in your professional opinion, uh, would this cause a person to become literally immortal? Well, it depends on how much spirulina you use. But like every day, if you did it every day? Yeah, if you did it every day, yes. Okay. You, you, would, you, okay. would be, you would be free of all illness forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... It doesn't matter what kind of spirulina, right? I mean, there's no... Oh, no, it, 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 okay. it, 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 it totally fucking matters. I mean... Oh, oh, it, oh it, no. It's... Well, I mean, I mean you, you can... Look, this is all optional. You can do what you want, but... We really recommend that you get it from Nutrex because that's where these guys that do triathlons and work there coincidentally get it. Yeah, you know they probably don't don't go there getting your fucking Kirkland signature. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In the in the the big gallon bucket. Look, is the spirulina going to turn me into Bruce Willis from Unbreakable? Is this the deal? And there we are, the Suicide Banquet. Twelve individual recipes which are, demonstrably, not worth making. This is usually the part of the episode where we share what we've learned, but because these are unusual circumstances, I would like to instead share with you the story of the joke that wasn't worth it. For my recipe, once I was finished making my vegan Tom Ka soup, and knowing that we would have photos online at thefpl.us, I thought it would be funny, once I had portioned myself a bowl of the stuff, to pour the remaining prep into the toilet. The resulting photo is kind of funny, I suppose, but that was emphatically not worth the $117 plumbing bill I was forced to pay the next day once I realized that a plunger would not clear the result. And so, if I can share something I've learned from all of this, it's to not assume that finely chopped vegetables can be flushed as easily as human waste. In hindsight, I think it was probably the noodles. Point is, none of this was a good idea. Our forum is BALLP.IT, and you can visit there if you'd like. We're doing a live show January in Portland, but the tickets for that are already sold out. We'll see you there if you're one of those ticket holders, and for the rest of you, we have some fun upcoming merch planned, and at least another decade's worth of stupid ideas. Thanks for listening. <laughs>